and you're very welcome to Racing Only Better ahead of the weekend's action. We have Cheltenham, Doncaster and over in Ireland, Ferry House and Nace as well to mark your card to make you loads of money ahead of the Dublin Racing Festival next weekend. We have Mr. Kevin Blake. How are you, Kev? I'm not too bad now, Hugh. Loads of money. I like the sound of that. Loads of money. I presume loads of money. Everybody who backed Longhouse Poet to win the Toyesters yesterday, which is half of Ireland and most of Gorham Park, are in clover after it. A fantastic result for most punters, I'd say. Yeah, it was a great day, Hugh. 11,000 people there. There seemed to be, you know, I wasn't there, but there seemed to be from the social media and that. There seemed to be a great old buzz about the place. We're, we're back, baby. Yeah, there was. Tony Calvin, at uh, this time next year, we're bringing you over for Tiesti's Day. You would absolutely love it. Well, that, that, that might be the only occasion where I can have my first drink, actually. Like, right. Yes. But you know what? We can, make a, we can make a plan for that. I tell you what, um, yeah. I don't drink lager, but I had a Sam Miguel Zero Zero the other day. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh. I might as well have just like emptied it out and pissed into the can and drunk it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a decaffeinated coffee, zero, zero beer. What is the bloody point? The answer is there is none. No, no I'll give it up. I'm back on the iron brew for the first time. Iron brew. Uh, Mr. Daniel Barber as well, fresh from his latest roar cast <laughs> yeah but don't know if i mentioned that new podcast i'm doing i'll probably have to give it a couple of shouts during the show yeah. i was out last night i, I went to a um, staley bridge buffet bar people may know it it's a, an excellent pub yeah. and they did a they did an evening whereby they paired beers with crisp sam- various crisp sandwiches oh very i'd be interested in that what, you, scampi, scampi fries and prawn cocktail with tartar sauce on it. It was Marmite and Wheat Crunches. It was a smasher. Wow. Well, you were in the world-renowned Staley Bridge local, were you? Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's basically Vegas. We've all heard of that, yeah. Right, um, right. let's kick on, gentlemen. We've got quite a few races to get through and hopefully going to steer our listeners um, towards some money this weekend. Cheltenham, as we mentioned, is trials weekend. We start off with the 155 on the card which is the Paddy Power Handicap Chase. Two and a half miles, just over. Galahad Quest for Nick Williams is your four-to-one favourite. There's been money for this this week. Um, Six-to-one into four-to-one. Um, Farinet for Venetia Williams, nine-to-two. Magic Saint, five-to-one. Cool Cody, seven-to-one. Jack Amar, sevens. And it's 15-to-two bar. Kevin Blake, um, a tricky puzzle, uh, given it seems wide open here. Can you narrow the focus first, please? Um, ever so slightly, Hugh. Really tough race. Um, I yeah. was giving Jack Amar a chance to follow up, but he did a Kempton the other day. Um, Danny Mullins obviously gave him a great ride um, to win that, handic- that novice handicap chase that day. It was first time cheek pieces. Um, I just think the race, I want to be with something that's going to be ridden with a bit of patience here. I think that there seems to be good pace up front. And um, and he'll definitely be ridden that way. And um, Paddy Brennan takes over. And you know, while his jumping wasn't always brilliant at Kempton, now um, you, you have to remember it was only his fourth run over fences lifetime. So um, he could potentially sharpen up a little bit with that under him. Um, you know, his yeah. first real kind of big field handicap chase experience. So um, I will side with Jack Amar. Okay, so Jack Amar to go back to back for Kev, um, and still a decent prize. As I mentioned seven to one, twelves into sevens. There's been money for that. Tony Calvin, have you had a bet in this race? Uh, I have. Okay, um, I've. I, I actually narrowed this down to four, so that's not very helpful. Uh, Magic Saints, Jack Amar was one of those. Um, that twelves. What I, I woke up at three o'clock this morning, and the twelves Jack Amar was going then. So somebody, my, Blake, must have been around uh, up early. I was right. definitely not up a tree. He was. Um, he was still out for the night before. I, I was just. I was just getting home to my front door at twelve o'clock. <laughs> at three o'clock. I didn't check the prices though. TC. So you want to Yeah. Um, like Spirit of the Games is interesting, and uh, Galahad Quest as well as you mentioned. But all four of uh, 
come in shortened in the market in the last 12 hours or so. So um, I Magic Saints is in, really interesting off the market 147. But someone someone really someone mentioned a really good point on uh, on Twitter yesterday saying maybe they're just going to drop it a couple more pounds and go for the Grand Daniel again with that horse and it went off favourite oh, yes. for that race three years ago. So mm. a two mile four does stretch his stamina. Jackamar is obviously very very interesting. He's I think up three pound for that win last time. It's very fair, so I can see why the money's for that. Um, Spirit of the Games off a mark of 137 from a five pound claimer on. If he's anywhere back to form, he'll just win off that kind of mark. He was he was beaten a half a length in this race two years ago uh, off a 12 pound higher mark. But he has been running like a drain, so you have to big leap of faith there. Galahad Quest is the one I, w- I was gonna I was gonna uh, tip up on my betting dot betfair column, um, uh, but I had to readjust that about 10:30 this morning when the price went from about seven. Seven point four mm-hmm. on the exchange um, to about five point nine, so I'm a bit too price sensitive, a bit like yourself, you. Wow. So I, I pulled it. So I think Galahad Quest is if he comes back to that Weatherby run uh, off a three pound lower mark. I mean, he was a massive eye catcher that day, and even his Paddy Power fifth. I think Galahad Quest could well be the one to beat. So I've gone around the houses here. Uh, I'm gonna. I've had a little nibble on Magic Saint. I have had a little bit on Galahad Quest, but. Mm. Um, at the current prices, I couldn't really recommend uh, Galahad Quest. But uh, what I would say here is Betfair Sportsbook are the only one playing four places on this race. Okay. So if you are going to have an each-way bet, uh, and it is a competitive race, that fourth place could be crucial. So uh, check out the Sportsbook each-way prices on this race. So says my kindred spirit and soulmate, Tony Calvin. Dan Barber, who have you come down? And then the guys are making a, a decent uh, case for a couple of horses there. Jack Amar being the link between the two. Uh, who do you like, please? Yeah, I'll, I'll link as well a little bit because Tony gave one of mine, I mean, a, a mention. I mean, whether I'd say he'd win off this mark if he came back, I wouldn't be that confident this whole spirit of the games because he's got a habit of getting out of winning races. But he hasn't won since his chasing debut. It was one of those. It was October 2018. I actually had, had to look back to see what was Jesus. number one. It feels that long ago. So it's a long, I mean, to massive break. Loads of really good handicap form in, in that time. But for me, that was a line through run last time. I mean, they tried to force the pace of them in a three mile hurdle. Like, under no circumstances that what he wants. He wants holding on to delivering late in a well run race. Loads of form in similar races. Wasn't beaten far in a paddy power. He's down again in the weights. That's mm. seven lower than that day. Those four places, that is extremely tempting for this horse for me because yeah. you sort of know what you're going to get from him. And be surprised if seven B. I'm, I'm just going to give a mention to the bottom horse as well, just because we haven't covered enough of them. We're only done more than <laughs> half the field. Uh, Eden De Who, who they, they basically Ooh. campaigned him. The campaign him as a three mile last year, even running the national hunt chase, I think. Um, Mm. But he's clearly not that. He's come back over much shorter trips this season, so he's still unexposed two to two and a half over fences. And that was the pipes. Are the pipes still still going through a nightmare? Are they getting any? He had a winner. He had a winner the other week, but yeah, they've not been not been near their standards. (laughs) Was it the other? They had they won a they won a biggest field handicap the other day, but yeah, they they have been quieter. But to be fair to this horse, he's been first and second in two runs this season. But mainly for me, it's spirit of the games. I know what he is. He's a rogue, and he'll probably stop in front. But the four places is mega tempting. Just just yeah. one line on him before we move on. He was 33 during the week, um, and he was half tempting then, but he was in he was in the handicap hurdle at Utoxeter, and he's off a much lower mark over hurdles now. So the fact that they've come here on a track you go so well at 
is um, is interesting, and, and yeah. he is a kind of horse. For Dan said, he is a bit. Of, he can be a bit of a twicer, but for the uh, but for the four places, he, yeah, he's interesting enough for twelves. Okay, good stuff. The two thirties, the Paddy Pair Cotswold Chase. It's just over three miles. Chantry House uh, was pulled up in the King George. Very disappointing. Is uh, five to four on here, um, which I guess is understandable given he was favourite for the King George. Simply the bets eleven to four. I right is in there at fifteen to four. <laughs> <laughs> all aboard the Santini cruise six months around the world step right up and take your chance 10 to 1 <laughs> Kevin Blake if you tip this horse I'm going to reach into the Zoom call and punch it and Rico is 50 to 1 uh, Tony Calvin it's a short enough field we have an odds on fab here I take it you don't have a particularly strong betting view in this do you? Ollie Gundry texted me earlier wants to know your address <laughs> oh 54 Edenwood, anytime you like, pal. Anytime you like. King's Arms Island. This is a, this is, I think this is a curious race. I mean, I mean the fact that Chantry Health went off at 3 1 favourite for the King George was, was astonishing in its own. It was run. amazing, amazing. I couldn't um, believe it. But obviously, he ran no kind of race. And, you know, and haven't spoken to the jockey yesterday. I don't think they know why he ran so badly. And the fact they're going for first time cheap piece is probably, I think they, I think it's a real head scratcher for them. So, you know, if you are going to bet anything at odds on, you need everything going in your favour and coming in here after a pretty woeful run, albeit in a much higher grade. Headgear on now as well. It's not, yeah, like I said, the first time cheap pieces. Mm. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the way he travelled in the race. He just didn't jump from a very early stage and it, and it just all went to pieces. So, um, obviously, they were pretty deflated and pretty devastated after that performance, but you can't really have him at four or five year after that round, can you? I mean, simply the bet hasn't got any form beyond two mile four. Uh, yeah. Santini, like Santini, you know, you may laugh, but he's a 12 to one shot and he's he's not out of it. Quarter <laughs> Rico's obviously got no chance. And it, I just I looked at this and I just thought, I write is very solid. I was half tempted to put him up each way at fours in this race because I just think he's very solid. He's, he's in form. He beat a Roland Merrick last time out in the Betfair Exchange rehearsal. The fact he's had a break since, I don't know if he's had a, he's had a setback, but if he comes here, if he comes here in the same boy was last time on ground he loves, I suspect he's going to get an, an, an uncontested lead as well. I write a four to one is undoubtedly the most solid proposition in here at the at the relevant prices. So for okay. me, I write, and like I said, I was hot and I might still do it. I might back him each way at four to four five, four five stand their ground right near the off. Okay, can can we forgive Shantry House last time, Dan? Just put a line through and say, look, he obviously wasn't right. He was pulled up, and they have him right here now. And if and if he is right, he, he is the most likely winner of the race. Well, yeah, he probably is the best horse. But the, the downside is it's not just the fact he ran poorly. I mean, we, his, his reappearance form could be worthless. He won a match against the big breakaway who, who jumped like his legs were tied together. Um, I think it's worth chancing the bottom horse's stamina because I don't think I right will... I don't think I right and Santini will force a ridiculously strong pace. I mean, they tried to be forceful on Santini on his reappearance, didn't they? And he, he was starting backpedaling. He was getting outjumped by Commodore. I don't know whether they'll stick to those tactics. I know, yeah, he's not bred for it simply the bets, but it, it it's a rare Cotswold chase that isn't going to be run on bottomless ground. They're calling it good at the moment, aren't they? Mm -hmm. And the run over three miles at Ainshire was bottomless. It was a ridiculous race, protector out. That was a race where last week we were discussing how Sam Brown had run run okay in that despite the fact he was well beaten he he went close to beating your horse Royal Pagai last week so 
I think it's feasible to assume that there was something other, and he didn't jump very well. He's now got Cobden on him. He rode him when he ran better the other day. That was a yeah. really strong handicap. He was off one five three. Okay, I'm chancing him win only at fours and hoping that he stays. Two. In fact, his speed, his speed might count for something in a tactical race. He might be quicker mm -hmm. than them. What about you, Kev? Are you off on a cruise? Um, it's not the most mm -hmm. ludicrous. It is, Kevin. It is, Kevin. It is, Kevin. It is, Kevin. That's exactly In fairness to him, he actually ran well for an awful long way the last day. In fairness to him. Like, I thought it was on now, kind of, well, I don't know, with treat jump or something. Kevin, that's what he does. He's a boat. He has no pace. He'll go along nicely and then find absolutely nothing when he needs it. That's not what he is at all. It is pumping gallop away to the line. But um, he just got tired and Polly Gundry was saying afterwards that he's just he's a very hard horse to get fit, etc. Don't like the placing and they should have kept going in handicaps. Um, like he got dropped five pounds for that run the other day. He's down to 154. He could potentially run all right here, finish second and go back up kind of six pounds for the sake of the, for no real gain. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he surprised you, you and ran well, but he wouldn't be my pick to win now. Um, I just he he got so tired of Cheltenham that I just don't know if one run would be enough to put him right. He might need another one. Um, so I right as TC mentioned is just very solid. He's we know he stays. Um, we know he operates around the track. The ground will be fine. Um, comes into it after beating a, a subsequent winner and goodbye, Bobby. Excuse me, has been freshened up since then, and I just thought he was very solid in a in a, one of these horrible tricky windy grade twos with, with, with an ugly sort of a fav um that could bolt up but could well you know put in another larry performance so i right i thought it was pretty solid okay right um good stuff that's three for i right lads that's a, it's a pretty strong shout i'm gonna stick with the fav myself but sure no, okay, no. Yeah, no listen to dan, dan. he didn't take i right who did you go for dan uh stan saying it Oh, you went for Santini, did you? Right. Okay. Sorry, I didn't really. You're, 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 you're talking out one of them, Hugh. All right. right. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Polly, Polly's just texted me again. She put, said, "Put the kettle on because he wants to pour boiling water around your never." <laughs> oh, lovely! That'd be the most action I've had all year. Right. Okay. So let's move on to the Cleve Hurdle, shall we? Over three miles. Champ is in here. You're two to one on favourite. Uh, McFabulous four to one. Paisley Park fours. Who Dan has already backed. For the stairs hurdle at 33 to 1, which is now, I tell you, it doesn't look the worst bet in the world. Listener Oscar, um, Tony's old pal at uh, 25 to 1, and Dandy Mag 50s. Right, Dan Barber. Um, everybody is hoping um, to keep the strength and depth of the stairs hurdle that Champ stays over hurdles. It looks very much like he is now. He's running in this again. Why would they put back over fences? And he's going to win this race. The question is, by how much? He's probably going to win this race, isn't he? I mean, he's taken, he was very impressive at at Ascot, he basically skated in, but it was a tactical race that put a bit of an emphasis on speed. I did think it was the undoing of Paisley Park. I mean, maybe I'm being silly, but I think he's been twice this season, and the other was a write-off from where Paisley Park has suggested that a lot of his ability is there, and that's the way he's finished first time out of Weatherby and the way he finished at Ascot last time. So I thought that was an angle, and the timing was unusually good for me because Classical Dream has obviously been stuffed in the Galmoy, bouncing to the moon and back. So I'm not particularly strong on, on in terms of the race on the day. It's going to be tactical. No idea what will lead. I hope to God they don't lead with Paisley Park because that backfired <laughs> massively last time. Um, but yeah, my my interest is clearly in my position on Paisley Park. So Paisley Park, any interest without the favour? No. Did you say, Dan? Is that what you said? No? No, I'm just happy in that um, world uh, stay as hurdle position. 
Lovely. Okay, Kev, if you're yourself, champ wins. Very short and sweet. Yeah, look, we'll probably get a similar thing to what we saw last time. You know, they probably won't go much of a gallop because there doesn't, there's not no real obvious pace, and um, that's what happened last time in in the, the race at Ascot and Champ. You know, just more too much pace for Time Hill. Yeah, he'll probably have too much pace for these. He'll win. We won't learn loads, and we we'll still won't know going into Cheltenham where they're you know a really well run staying hurdle is his cup of tea. I'm sure he'll be fine, but. Um, yeah. yeah, this wasn't really one that set me alight. You can see Paisley Park getting outpaced and, and running a nice race, hopefully. But um, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No betting view for yourself as ATC. Uh, I think the 1.55 on the exchange is, is probably decent. The only thing I think could undo him, as, as we've all said, is if it's going to be a messy tactical affair. And I, I think I think they probably will make the running with Lisno Goroska. His best runner in the last 12 months is when he was uh, ridden aggressively at uh, Haydock about 12 months ago. But oh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, um, two's on is a very fair price. I, I think he, I think he wins this t- uh, at least uh, twice out of every three starts. Excellent. Okay, good stuff. <coughs> the last at Chelland, then the 340, the more Classic, <coughs> two and a half miles. Hillcrest is in here. Um, obviously, uh, a trial for the Ballymore uh, itself at Cheltenham, but Hillcrest in here at eleven to eight. A little bit of support from seven to four to eleven to eight. Balco Coastal for Nicky Henderson, uh, seven to four, looking to make it three wins on the bounce. Uh, you got North Lodge eleven to two for Alan King, a different kind, uh, nine to one. Uh, Picana at twelves and it's twenty five. Harper's Book, Kevin Blake. And um, between the top two in the market, it looks like on the betting market suggestion is it as straightforward as that? And if it is, who have you come down between Nicky's horse and Henry Daly's horse? I thought it was fairly uninspiring. Great too, to be honest. Um, Hillcrest seemed to get a few people excited last time. You know, he looks like a, a horse that stays well. Um, I'd give it a little shout. I don't have a big opinion about it. I'd give it a little shout to North Lodge, um, who, who made a winning race course debut at Aintree. And the form doesn't look too bad and obviously has plenty of scope to improve, given that was his first day out. And he just has the most lovely national hunt pedigree here. And that. Um, Greyhound family. This he's a he's a half brother to Winter Escape, but um those with, with memories similar to my own will remember um his dam Sandler up Pat um was a right good mare in bumpers um going back kind of you know fifteen years and the same families Blackjack Ketchum and Apache Jack and oh and Black I, I, Blackjack Ketchum brilliant remember yeah. Blackjack yeah, he, yeah. he was so good for, wasn't he for years, yeah. Yeah. so oh, good yeah and the wheels brilliant. absolutely came off so the, so this yeah. horse's dam is um is a half-sister to Blackjack, so, like, he's fairly closely related. So, uh, I'll keep an eye on him now, because he, he should, like, he has to improve from that um, from that winning debut. And, like, he ran to an all-right sort of level, given that none of these have really set the world alight. Like, the Fab is rated 139 and has a penalty to carry, like, so he won't need to be a superstar to, to improve enough to go close in this. So, North Lodge would do for me. Okay, um, fantastic. Uh, Tony, you're Calvin, you're your good self then on this? Yeah, um, North Lodge was 13 to 2 across the board on fr- uh, first thing Friday morning. He's been, it's already been backed into 11 to 2. You know, you can see why, obviously, that first run, race course debut, um, you know, the two horses he beat, you know, obviously, Richmond Lake's come out and Frank the former and second to John Bond. And mm-hmm. I think the step up in triple suit, I think, you know, you can take on the, fr- the front two of the market. Hillcrest has got a penalty. Uh, Balco Coastal. I'm not sure if he's if he's going to stay this two mile four, um, even though the horse he beat last time is apparently very well regarded and, and very well handicapped now. Um, yeah, I thought I thought North Lodge was was if there is a bet in the race. I think mean, eleven to two, maybe sixes on the exchange. I thought that was the one. The one thing I would uh, stress though, Alan King's jumps horses are still not firing. 
And we, we're recording this before Friday's racing. He has got a couple of fancy horses on Friday. So see how they get on. If there's any yeah. shoots or recovery there, mm. he's got he's got a few that I, I half fancy uh, on Friday and Saturday, Alan King. So okay. if if they run well, it will give you more confidence about North Lodge. But he's he's stable, is not firing. Excellent. Okay, brilliant stuff. Um, I, I, we're not we're not covering it now, but I should mention as well the bumper at Cheltenham tomorrow looks an absolute cracker. I know we've been giving out about bumpers, but my God, the standard in that uh, tomorrow is uh, is fascinating. So check on the prices when they go up. They're not up when we're recording. We move on to Doncaster. That's the two tennis, the Yorkshire Rose Mare's Hurdle. It's just over two miles, and um, Miranda is your six to five on favorite here for Paul Nichols. Uh, Briny Frost in the saddle. Anna Benina is in there at four to one. Uh, for John McConnell, Miss Heritage four to one. Western victory wasn't great the last day for Emma Lavelle um, at Ascot, but um, in here at six to one, which looks a big enough price if you can forgive her that run. And then you have Daz and Glory at fourteen to one. Tony, um, yeah. Western victory looks interesting at six to one. Not great at Ascot as we said, but you know there are excuses maybe for that. And she at six to one, I think would be yeah. my pick here. Uh, yeah, the excuse is Tom Bellamy thought he was riding a two mile <laughs> race, two mile race in a three mile hurdle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm amazed that horse is running here. Uh, seven days later after that ride. Mm. I mean, it was mm. Mm. it was a real lung burster. Um, so form-wise, yeah, I think she's got every chance, but he's taken a leap of faith after that run, but presumably mm. the horse is bouncing. Um, Miranda, if you're going to back something here, odds on, then, you know, do you really want to back something with a penalty? I know she won it last year and she's got a very good chance at her best, but she won in spite of herself last time. You know, she nearly refused to race. So you could do your money. You could do your money on an odds on shooting cold blood here. Yeah, uh, I was there that day. I wonder if that wasn't. I think she would just face the wrong way as much as anything. I don't think. I don't think that's suddenly a sign that she's going to start refusing. Maybe. I, maybe I'll be completely wrong there. But yeah, it's going to happen bad now. Luck. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean. Trip, you know what I mean. You don't when you when you back and tip at odds on. You do not want. Mm. You do want any lingering doubts like that in your mind that you might not even get a run for your money. And look, she's got a penalty. She's you know she's no gimme anyway. Uh, I I tipped up in the anti post column on Tuesday. I tipped that Anna Benina at sevens. Um, I think you know if she if it's good ground at Doncaster and why and the my, my main worry is going into Friday's racing. They've been watering there on Monday, the whole course, Tuesday, Wednesday, and they were still at, it, still at it on Thursday. I mean, that course should be on the far side now, and they've got good, good to softy places. If they've overwatered, then I'm going to send Ark a bill for Anna Benita at seven to one because she needs she needs good ground. If she gets good ground and comes back to the form of that Scottish champion hurdle win, or even the county hurdle late, um, I think she's the one to beat in here. Uh, I think. Um, you can. She ran badly at Bustle last time. But that was on good to soft ground, and it was her first one for about two hundred fifty-eight days. So Anna Bernina for me, um, I, I think at four. I'm on at sevens, but I think fours would still be the bet in the race. And mm. um, Bryony Frost under massive pressure, Kev. Ever since she signed up as the Betfair's new ambassador, so I mean, if she has a poor performance there, they said already they could get rid of her next week, and that's it. Be short term. So Miranda, <laughs> the favourite. Miranda surely has to win this race. That Barry Orr's a ruthless man. Ruthless. 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 <laughs> he's not that ruthless if he's still hanging on to the five of us or four of us, I can tell you. What about Miranda? Would you give her a chance? <laughs> um, she's got a great chance, in fairness. Yeah. Um, but, you know, price is everything, really, isn't it? Well, not, not for you, Hugh, but for... <laughs> <laughs> price is nothing. <laughs> I'm glad you corrected me. Price blind here. No, I'm glad you corrected yourself. 
and I was leaning towards Anna Benina as well. I just, oh. just think her, I just think her rating is you know a good solid rating. Like she was competing in very tough handicaps there at the back end of last season and kind of running up to it. And um, you can forgive that run of muscle, bro. I think. And um, just getting weight off Miranda conditions to suit. Um, I thought she was a, a more attractive proposition at the type of price she is than Miranda was at the type of price she is. So, Anna Benina, for the Irish shoe. Come on, the Irish. Get up, get stuck in. Good stuff. Right, the 245 then, gentlemen, is the Albert Bartlett River Don Novices Hurdle. Again, another trial, as is the theme of the weekend. Um, just three shoes. miles. Oh, no. Another great shoes. Unanswered prayers. Uh, for Chris Gordon is the market leader five to two. My Bobby Dazzler, uh, my son's name is Bobby, and that's his nickname at home. Bob's worth Bobby Dazzler. It's nine to two um, for hmm. Mel Rowley. Maller Mission at and five to one, not at present five to one. You've got Bridge North in there at sixes alongside Cool Bane Boy, and it's eight to one. The real whacker, uh, Dan Barber. You can kick us off here. Um, it's the the Albert Bartle trial, obviously over three. Um, I don't have a particularly strong fancy here. Can you steer me towards something to stick into rugby fifteen or something like that? Yeah, I like the top pass bridge yeah. north. I think okay. I think he's a guaranteed improver for the trip. I mean, mm. watch the Ludlow race back. I don't know what price he went in running. I didn't check it actually, but it had been a much longer than the odds on that he was pre-race because he was ha- flat out entering the straight. It looked like the runner-up had got away from him, Phantom gets away, and then he's he just motored after the last. He Kev mentioned a re- the really good family of Alan King's horse North Lodge. See it for this horse as well. Family of no more heroes. Granted, I'm reading these five for threes in there. A former winner of a of an Albert Bartler hurdle, and my, I think the best form is held by unanswered prayers. But I do think there's a doubt. He's a horse who hangs left, and if you start doing that at Doncaster, the straight is so wide, mm. he might end up on the chase track. So I'm I'm pretty sweet on the top horse. I think he's a budding stayer, quality pedigree, and we're finally getting to see him at three miles. Lovely bridge north for uh, Mr. Barber. So um. TC, how are you viewing this one? Uh, won't be having a bet, but I thought there's a bit of 15 to 2 and 8.6 knock around for Cool Bane Boy. I thought that was quite interesting after. I thought that was a good performance off 120 at Musselboro last time. Mm. Uh, ground, trip, improver. Used to be quite well regarded in Ireland as well, I think. So, so it's a seven-runner race, so there's no each way angle to it. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And I, I look... I, I'm, I'm not tipping anything. I'm not betting anything. So, but Cool Bane Boy would be my nominal token non-betting choice. Excellent. Okay, good stuff. Then the last at Doncaster Skybet handicap. So I, I can give you one in that novice hurdle, Hugo. Oh, please, yeah. Sorry, Kev. Uh, I'm going to go for your horse, your lad's horse, my, my Bobby Dazzler. Uh, well, Bobby. It, it's, it's, a, it's a shocking grade too, in fairness. That's another one. Um, <laughs> and this, this fella's rated 130. He's, he's top rated in it. He's got a few kind of less exposed ones than him, but I just, uh, I'm I'm of an inclination to go with the kind of hardened, um, experienced, proven stayer here. And uh, he's very much that. Like I'd say, when he goes over fences, he'll be the type of horse that'll run in the Midlands National. You know, just yeah, stay definitely. forever. It's a, definitely. He, he, uh, as the saying goes, Hugh, he's as slow as a funeral. Um, but I think he might just be better than these. And, and while it might not be the easiest watch, because he'll probably be off the bridle before most, um, I'm hoping he'll keep galloping and uh, we'll get the better of these. Um, yeah, it'd be the best chance he'll ever get to win a grade two, I'd say. Go on the Dazzler. Right, good stuff. Um, the 320 then, the last one we're going to talk about, John Cast before we move on to Ireland on Saturday. Uh, the 320 Skybot Handicap Chase, three miles. Fusel Raffles is in the air for Nicky Henderson, 7-2. I just, I've never wanted that horse, never backed him, never will. Uh, Captain Ord, 11-2. And um, Cap Course is in there for Paul Nichols at 13-2. Um, is it Dabiche or... I don't know. 
DBC, okay. okay. Uh, 15-2. The Machine, 8-1. to one, And it's how much you like about the rest. Um, right, uh, Tony Calvin, you can kick us off here. Uh, yeah. Wide open contest, it looks like as well. Should be right up your street. Three mile listed. What do you fancy? Uh, first thing to say, a sports book is six places. So that, oh, that, softens, a, that softens a blow for being a very competitive 17 race. Actually, you say competitive. I don't really fancy many in here. I tipped mm. Canelo up at 20 to 1 early in the week on Monday. At the boxing on the race. He's ginger and all, isn't he? He is. He's, uh, the only he ginger, is. he's the only ginger in Mexico. Would you believe that? He is the most <laughs> Irish-looking Mexican of all time. <laughs> I where, were you, where were you about 25, 30 years ago, Hugh? <laughs> yeah. I'm, not old, I'm, not, I'm not old enough to be his father. I was Cancun that year. <laughs> and I'm certainly not fit enough to produce a man like him, I can tell you that. <laughs> my, swimmers ain't, my swimmers ain't producing that. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bobby Tester. Poor Bobby. Yeah. And the proof is in my actual son that's all I'm going to tell you Bobby I still love you pal I still love you right where was I uh, <laughs> uh, yeah Canelo um, hopefully this is hopefully they just aimed him at this race uh, you know the normal comments apply to Alan King's horses hopefully by the time yeah. people have been listening to this if it's on a Friday evening he'd have banged in one or two winners at Donny on Friday uh, the, the horse is just down to a, a just a very exploitable mark. Um, down to 137, a lot lower than last year in fourth. Got good course form. Ground should be absolutely perfect for him. They tried him in a visor last time at Kempton, where I didn't think he was overly exerted. Pete Cheap pieces back here, all his best one the cheap pieces. I thought he was interesting, but he's, he's now about 12, which is probably his price. I've, I've tipped and backed DBG this morning. Um, Took advantage of the six places at 15 to two, sevens now. I thought that's very fair. We've given an absolutely, well, it's just given a Barry Cropper of a ride at Sandown last year when second to Fortescue. I thought he was easily the best horse in the race. Uh, I think the handicapper thought that as well because he put him up five pounds for it. But um, I think he's still handicapped off a mark of 135, well handicapped. Um, given a wind up, he is apparently the most, you know, um, Fragile horse. Apparently, it's really hard to keep sound. So they're, they're keeping him back for big pots. They were going to run him in the Roll American Boxing Day, but that to pull him out of that, presumably, mm. he didn't, didn't try up sound there. So they're running in here. I think he's 135. I think with conditions to suit. If he's there, fit and firing, and, and I think you're going to have to assume he is for a horse is fragile. They're going to have him have him peak here for such a big pot. I think DBC with the six places is is. A, a very, very good bet around about seven to one plus. Uh, and yeah, so Canelo and DBC there. I will say that the horse that was third in the race last year, Captain Orger, very quickly, on the face of it, ran appallingly when a seven to two favourite at Kempton last time. Um, I reliably informed he went there, as opposed to what the betting was saying, he went there a gallop short. I think this has been the long term plan for Captain Orger as well, third in the race last year, and mm-hmm. down the bottom of the weights with a claimer on. Even, um, I think he's a big runner, but he's that's been more than factored into the market at six to one. So for me, long term Canelo, fresh bet this morning, DBC each way over those six places. DBC and the knockout boy. What about yourself, Kev, my fellow knockout champ? Oh, yeah, boy, yeah. Um, I went for Storm Control, Hugo. Did you? Um, yeah, Kerry Lee. Um, one off a mark of 137. Go back a year and then kind of went missing in the main. Ran very well at the festival actually in the in the Kim Muir, but went missing in the main. And as we know, the British handicappers uh, dropping these horses chunks for running uh, ordinary types of races. And he Julie back was back to one three two in no time at all. 
and um, and went and won at Newbury ten days ago. Um, good ride from the from the young lad who takes the ride again here, Darren McConville. And uh, I just thought like it's not ideal to be backing up um to be backing up ten days later. Like it's not something that is his profile is littered with, but he gets in under a five pound penalty. Like he's still well treated. And I just thought with the way the race is likely to go and the way he's likely to be ridden. Um, I'm hoping that um, he'll still be hanging in there on the front end late on um, now with his, with his confidence rejuvenated and back in good shape. Okay, good stuff. Nice shout there. And uh, lastly, before we move on, Daniel Barber to uh, Ferry House. Who do you fancy? Yeah, he's a, he's a good good old horse and he's storm control. He's funny as well because he mm. often puts the brakes on in front as he did at Newbury last time. But I'm with the other Kerry Lee thing. I do think there's a consensus here, isn't there? If he's a raffles, I mean, he just looks a pretty rotten price to me. No, he's down horse? in grade. But you, does he even really stay three miles? That Charlie Hall was such a joke that it was like, it was just a plot fest, wasn't it? After after Sham Blue had departed and yeah, he appeared to stay it, but I wouldn't be that confident myself in a properly well-run three miles big field. I like Dimashin, who's the other one. Second season horse, I like to edge that way anyway in races like this. Brogan's on for the first time claiming three. He didn't get very far, but it wasn't his fault. He stumbled at Ludlow and came down, but... Remember him last year, really assured jumper, started his novice season really well. That form line at Ascot with Remastered reads well enough. I know he's not kicked on this season, Remastered, but he might have won a Labrooks Trophy first time out if he hadn't uh, crashed out. So, D-Machine, I thought it was a Lee horse, but the, the different one to Kev. And hopefully Storm Control's setting the race up for me. Lovely. Okay, good stuff. A nice uh, spread across, lads. We'll move on to Ferry House then. Um, Kevin, the, the Solarina Mare's uh, hurdle is, uh, is a cracker. I, I, a couple of friends of mine backed Brandy Love before she won the last day for uh, the Mare's at Shelton. I got a nice old price on her and she's I think she's down around about 8 or 9 to 1 now. If she wins this well this weekend, she'll probably contract even further. She looks a right good thing for me. Um, can you see anything taking her on for this? I know Joseph yeah. has a horse as well. Yeah, in fairness, I know you've been a very long time fan of Brandy Love and, <laughs> a, and, a, and a big yeah. fan of her work. So it's not surprising <laughs> that, that you're keeping the faith there. You. I'm talking about the horse. <laughs> <laughs> but, Don't go Googling Brandy Love's form, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing, but, nothing, wrong with her, nothing wrong with her form. <laughs> nothing wrong with her form. Uh, what about, and of course, little, little, I made that maiden hurdle with an ace last time, is what I'm referring to, of course, yes, uh, which, yes. which was impressive. And, yeah. uh, she was beaten by Grangie and Bumpers, and they really posting here over hurdles but in fairness Grangy kind of is, is a little bit of a different type she's a smaller type whereas Brandy Love um, you know it's come from the point to point um, background so maybe she'll just overtake Grangy over hurdles perhaps um, but I thought she was impressive at Nace it was, it was a good start and um, yeah she's the one to beat Lunar Display Joseph says up on top um, she's been brilliant she's won three this season despite yeah. you know, prob- probably being a middle of the road sort of mare and she got her, her listed win last time so um, carrying a penalty um, in, in a stronger race will I will hope I'm wrong but I'd imagine it'll be too much for her um, if she finished in the frame that'd be a good result but uh, probably at a respectable distance to the lovely Brandy Love Yes. Anybody else want to comment on this from before yeah. we move on? Or comment on Brandy Love. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first firm up on this race make um, uh, don't make Allegory de Vassi favourite, which I thought they would have done given the, her prominence in the betting for, for Cheltenham, uh, make him a free to uh, make her a free to one chance, and I couldn't really get my head around that. But um, Brandy loves twos on their on the opening show, and Grandy is five to two. They do think the world of this allegory to Vassy, but his, his price for Cheltenham, her price for Cheltenham is 
Nice. It's a little bit distorted, but you know, she she treads the same path of Limony and Lorena, and you know that they obviously think they've got a good one, but uh, it's 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 not a, it's not a betting race for me, but it's it looks an absolute cracker for potential wise. Oh no, it does. It looks it looks a brilliant race as well, and I'm one to keep an eye on it. I have a lot of um, a lot of friends of mine who would be uh, interested spectators to see exactly how how well Brandy Love goes. And <laughs> um, no jokes left, please. Okay, um, I'm just trying to get up. Kev, talk us through through Nace then, if you don't mind, and and the uh, the limestone lad. I'm just trying to get uh, surprised over here if I can. But I mean, have you got a, a strong view on on the limestone lad and and what could potentially be up? I'm just get the race up myself here. Uh, 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 here we go. So the limestone lad's a great three, obviously. So we've got Durasso in there. And um, Saint Felician is in for uh, Gordon Elliott, Robbie Perr, Felix Deji back for more. Petit Mouchoir, some old crackers here, knocking around whiskey sour. And Wolf Prince. So it's a short enough field. And Petty Mouchoir always runs his race. Been stepped up to three miles here. So maybe he doesn't have quite the pace of old Kev, um, but always runs a solid race. Um, who do you like, please? It's a two miler, you big yoke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, it is two miles. Excuse me. <laughs> so uh, Petty Mouchoir still, still has his pace of old Kev. He's been stuck around. <laughs> I'm glad right. to see they're sticking with him with two miles. They're not I'll stepping up. There's no temptation. If you ever get a job fronting Irish racing on terrestrial TV, I, you, I mean, <laughs> you need to brush up your game, I mean. They'd never do that, TC. They'd never go to take a chance. Um, so, no yeah, chance. I'm delighted they're sticking with two miles over Petit Bush Work out and down to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, say for San Feliciano is the interesting one, I suppose. Look, how the form would be um, behind pretty much all of these, but has the potential to improve. Um, for sure, well, I actually quite liked him at Gorham Park last time. So we'll see how he marries up with these. It's it's just an ordinary sort of grade three, plenty of um, you know hardy bucks in here, but they wouldn't have the, the class of old, certainly mm-hmm. in Timo Schwa's case. Um, but I'd also give a mention, Hugo, to the opener. There's a grade three novice chase there. That, that's a pretty smart race as well. Um, you've got Vanillier against uh, Run Wild oh, Fred and Statler lovely. and, lovely. Um, really? and Stratum Ooh, as well. Yeah. It, it looks a, a right good race. They could have Cheltenham implications for sure, as the man says. Um, but Run Wild Fred, you know, I was keen on him the last day and, and Fury Road went and beat him. I think that was, that was no... Um, that was a fair performance. And um, he's going to get eight pounds off Vanillier. Um, I think Vanillier faces a very tough task under his penalty. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that. That should be a very good contest. That's, that's a, ma- that has a massive bearing on the national chase at Cheltenham. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. Five and they got three or four in the uh, mm. in the top four of the betting there, running there as well. Just just one line before we move on. St. Felicia, and the first show we've seen for that is six to four. So okay, uh, really, oh god, okay. The potential is factored into that. I thought Whiskey Sour eleven to two was well. I haven't had a good study up of the race, but I thought Whiskey Sour eleven to two was on the on the big side. But uh, I'll have a, I'll have a better look at that near the time yeah and also make sure you back Petit Mouchoir for the stairs hurdle at Shelton <laughs> right okay time for your naps gentlemen your naps of the weekend please um uh, you know I'm just looking at the table here and it's uh, it's a thing of beauty I have to say at the moment because uh, there's this fine looking redhead pasty ginger Irish that out in front plus 80 I am at the moment one point ahead of Dan the man barber 10 ahead of Kevin TC you won't talk about your total but um, why is 130 30 okay. losing naps in a row <laughs> <laughs> lovely so um, TC on that basis you can kick us off please give us a winner chicken dinner Today, ideally. Anna Benina. <laughs> Anna Benina. Anna Benina. He had to think about that one. So Anna Benina is TC's nap for uh, the weekend. For your good self, Kevin Blake. I'll go with Storm Control in the Sky Best Handicap Chase. Win and place, please. Win and place for Storm Control. Kev is hoping to pick the right one this week to make a winner. Daniel Barber. 
Oh, well, to be honest, my strongest fancy is in the time form sponsored race on Saturday. I really like Oscar Elite, but we're not allowed to nap outside ITV races. Yeah. And it's yeah. pretty thin gruel for me, but I'm going to go with Bridge North in the River Don, please. Win only. Okay, good stuff. And I am going for another double this weekend. Ooh, Jesus, my, my double served me. I'm not tipping Santino. Oh. I, wouldn't tip I wouldn't tip him with your money. I'm going for another double this weekend. I'm going to go with Champ and Miranda double. Please. Both to win. Champ is free money and Miranda to take them home just to annoy Tony Calvin and push me even yeah. further. If I stay in front at the end of the National Hunt season, lads, you are all taking me to Las Vegas for a week on a party trip, right? Well, well, if, you, the, if you, you stay in the front. one a couple of years ago. Uh, did I? I, 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 I think you did after um, after your oh, I did. Max Sweeney. Yeah. I did, I did, I did. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Two to, um, shows next weekend, Racing Only Better for the Double Racing Festival, recording on Thursday for all Saturday's action yeah. and on Friday for Sunday's action. So make sure you tune in for that. It's going to be a cracking weekend of racing. We're back at Wade In as well on Monday with <laughs> Vanessa and uh, we'll review all the weekend's action and our footsteps to the festival. Enjoy the weekend. Gamble responsibly. Talk to you soon.